Sponsored by the UCD Innovation Academy. You're listening to An Entrepreneur Like You with Dr. Lolly Mansi. Hi, I'm Dr. Lolly, and you're listening to An Entrepreneur Like You. I'm an entrepreneur and a lecturer in UCD's Innovation Academy, and I teach entrepreneurship, innovation, and creativity. And I believe that entrepreneurs are both born and made. In this series, we won't be talking to the Elon Musks and the Richard Bransons of this world. We'll be talking to people just like you. My first guest in An Entrepreneur Like You is the amazing Wendy Stunt, visionary consultant, entrepreneur of the year 2019, director of Go DigiCard and ambassador for the Dublin Chamber of Commerce. She's passionate about helping companies connect in the digital world. She's highly developed communication and conversational skills experience and a network of contacts in Ireland and across Europe. Wendy has received nominations for Ireland's Most Inspiring Businesswoman and was announced winner in a category of Entrepreneur of the Year 2019. Well done, Wendy. Oh, lolly, that's some <laughs> intro. <laughs> Thank you so Entrepreneur much. Entrepreneur of the year. That's no small thing. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Well done. Well Thanks done. So much. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Wendy. Well, uh, as you said, I uh, my company at the moment is Go Digicard, but it's actually uh, one in a long line of companies. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I am a mom to three fabulous kids, first and foremost, um, Adam, Dylan, and Isabel. And um, I'm also a visionary consultant, so... Uh, oh, hang on, hang on. What oh. is a visionary oh. consultant? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a visionary consultant, uh, I, is, I go into companies and I take them through their vision, uh, which can get lost a lot of the time. Why do they set up their business? Um, do they want to grow internationally? Do they want to scale the business? Or are they happy with just a grocery store? They don't want to maybe have a chain of stores, et cetera. So okay. I sit down with them. We do vision boards. We actually sit and say, when do you want to retire? Is it a, a selling it on to family? Is it, uh, what? what's the big plan? You know, because you can, you can lose sight of that. And certainly with COVID, a lot of companies have come to me to say, look, you know, we need to redo our vision. We need to look at what's happening. Okay, so a, a visionary consultant, that came out of your experiences as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. tell me about when all this first started for you. You are indeed a serial entrepreneur, <laughs> someone that creates multiple businesses. Yeah. And in a minute, we'll talk about uh, the yeah. work-life balance and how that's possible. Yeah. When did all this first start for you? Um, I suppose it really started um, where, b- before I had my first child, I set up a company called uh, Jewelry Parties. Um, it, I, there was a gap in my career and I decided that uh, I wanted to do something that was a bit more flexible, mm. you know, rather than the nine to five. Um, it wasn't, I suppose, something that I'd always thought about. Um, I did work in SPAR uh, from the age of like 16 and... Um, which I really enjoyed. And I was very grateful to the manager in there because he allowed me to shadow him, see how the business was uh, run daily. I I was able to see how they did stock takes, the staff rota, things like that. Right. And, any, and I always say to any young person who's who's interested in business, um, you know, so if they know somebody in their family who owns or runs a business, ask them, can you go in and, you know, see how it all uh, runs? And then you'll kind of, you'll know pretty much straight away uh, if that passion is within you, I suppose. Yeah, Yeah, you really do. Um, But at the time, Lolly, I didn't recognise it. I kind of just thought I was curious. 
you know, so it wasn't something that I thought I would definitely be doing. Um, I went on from there to work for Barry and Sons Retail. So they are a retail distribution company. They At the time, they had 52 ladies fashion stores. And uh, I really enjoyed working for them, uh, worked my way up through the company like that. I was working on Saturdays while I was still in school in the store as a retail uh, assistant. Then I went up and uh, became a manager of the store, area manager. And then I was PA to the directors eventually. And I was about 21 at that stage. Um, an, an incredible experience that I got to see every step of the company and the different positions. Um, from that, uh, that was kind of where actually Julie Parties, my first business, really stemmed from because there were, they did have a concession stand of jewellery and I really okay. loved pushing them. So the idea came about... Um, from seeing like, you know, you know the way they'd have like Avon parties sure. or Tupperware parties? Sure, sure. And I thought, wow, there's no jewellery parties. So I bought the domain, jewelryparties.ie. I created my own website. And you were 21. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, it really was. that. Yeah, I just thought, well, look, let's just give it a go and yeah. see how, how it goes. The website, I'd say, if I saw it today, I'd be like, oh, mother of divine. We all have to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked, you know. I got parties. Um I visited uh, India uh, to purchase jewellery with a friend of mine, um, Pallavi, and we we picked uh, some beautiful jewellery. Um, uh, but what happened with that business, Lolly, was that uh, I didn't think about uh, the jewellery and I just went to India and didn't really have a plan, I suppose. I bought a load of each particular one. I thought, oh my God, that's for nothing. And that's it. the people who love this. The pieces that I right. liked, I bought a lot of. Right. So then when I'd have the parties, it started to really come to um, realise that what happened was people would say, they'd have such a good time at the party. They'd be like, will you put one on in my house next? And I'd say, yes. We'd go to their house and I'd set up and they'd go, oh, but this is the same stuff as the last ah, time. Gotcha. So. Well, that's great learning. It was really, yeah. I mean, it was a simple thing. Yeah. But it just didn't, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anybody guiding me. It was kind of just... Um, a small idea and I just ran with it. I didn't really think it through, I suppose, but I learned a huge amount. And mm. I suppose I'm nearly lucky that I didn't have somebody because I learned so much myself. You mm. know, I kind of just went for it. Not, so not everybody would go from, from retail, though, into setting up their own business. And this is mm. what marks you as an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you, you weren't, you know, you weren't content with that. You took your learning, you learned as much as you could, you went as far as you could. But then you decided to go out on your own. And this is yeah. this is what I'm so fascinated about. What What is it that burns inside of you that gives you that drive? Well, it is, I mentioned it is that curiosity. It's kind of yeah. that, that um, I have this overwhelming passion to, I don't know, inspire to have my own business, to just uh, do something different. Um, I want I want to save the world, which is another side of being an entrepreneur. I want to be rich. I want to make lots of money. Um, <laughs> sure. So all those things. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's kind of just stem from that. I really, it's very hard. If you ask any entrepreneur, it's very hard to put, uh, you know, pin it down. You know, what is it exactly that makes you an entrepreneur? Because there are so many different uh, aspects to it. I completely agree. Tell us a little bit then about what happened after the jewellery parties. So the jewellery parties, yeah. So uh, then I went on to a friend of mine uh, and I went into business and we saw a nail printer in uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> 
crazy. We were at, as you do, yeah, as you do. Um, um, my friend actually has an electrical wholesale company uh, and his family business, and he uh, we saw this printer in Las Vegas, and it was at this electrical show. It wasn't, shouldn't have been. What is it a nail beauty. printer? Yeah. So it, what it is, is you, you you pop your finger in, you can tap on the screen, whatever pattern, image, you can upload it via um, a little USB key or you can email it to the printer um, or, or um, Bluetooth it to the to printer as well. And you can, it, it, it sprays basically the pattern okay. onto your nail. So it sizes up the, there's an infrared light and sprays the pattern on. Very it. cool. We saw this and thought, yeah, Holy I'd be the same. Mother, this is like, <laughs> you know, this is incredible. It really was. Um, so we we um, we went. Uh, it was a, a obviously came from China, like a lot of things. Um, so we we went to. For, well, actually, here's another learning curve. Actually, so what happened was we bought one. We right. bought it home. But when we brought it home, we realized we had actually bought from a reseller. So. We needed to find the manufacturer if we were going to get exclusive rights, because obviously when we brought it home, we didn't want to announce this. We didn't want to uh, people in someone else to take the idea. Right. So contacted the the company in China that uh, made the the printers, and we got the exclusive rights for Ireland. So really? no one else was going to be able to bring this particular model printer in, anyways. So. So so then um, after that, uh, we went, oh, we had to go over to Guangzhou. We had to be trained up on how to use it. I like got down and dirty and actually like, you know, I could take it apart and I could put it all back together again. <laughs> so one minute you're in Las Vegas, the next minute you're in China and <laughs> yeah. you're on your knees taking apart a, a printer. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and and then I had to be a nail technician too. I had to learn how to apply this nail polish. I had to do all this crazy stuff. I was exhausted, but uh, God, I was on a high though. It did. When I look right. back now, I think like, oh my God, I was... It well, was bringing busy. in a new product like that, even if it's something that you haven't developed yourself yeah. and, and having exclusive rights is is, is everything. First to market yeah. is everything. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Um, so then we had to come up for a, na- a name, a name for it. We thought iNails and so it came iNails with a Z. Um, and then it was a case of, okay, how are we going to distribute this? So I got into my car and I drove around Ireland and we... Uh, we visited every single beauty salon. And we you're doing find. demos, I'm imagining. I'm doing demos. Okay. I'm making appointments. We're doing demos. And um, yeah, it was it was great fun. The the ladies, uh, like the beauty salon owners are just, I mean, I have, still have some amazing friends from that time. Um, again, it was, it was, it was very time consuming. It was hard because if you can imagine you're, I was going to the beauty salons. I was doing the demo. They were thinking about it. I was going home. And I, I might, like I had five of them in Mayo. So that was a, tr- a six hour round trip. Well, at least right? it was more than one. <laughs> so but, yeah, it it worth but it. no, no, Lolly, what happened was <laughs> <laughs> one salon did it and then the other they all kind of jumped on the bandwagon. Okay, it wasn't like sure. I went up and did all five in the one day, okay, you know, so you okay. couldn't organize that you know so right. um so i mean mayo love i just loved going to that uh county you know so uh um so hi to everybody up there um so yeah so we um so i got it in the end we got it into 60 beauty salons around wow. ireland which right. was was really uh no and are they leasing it from you how does it work financially 
Yeah, so they were buying it. Oh, they were, they were buying, buying it, okay. it. Yeah, they were buying the printer. They were buying the consumables then. So there was two versions. There was a small uh, portable printer. So for the nail technicians that didn't have a, a premises or that went but wanted to bring it to houses. But the big difference between the two was that and this is where my passion came into play as well, because I was helping the salon owners to see the printer as an extra income. So the smaller one was ground you could print on, but you had to have the person in front of you to print on the nail, okay, right. obviously. <laughs> but with the larger printer, it also had the capability to print sets of artificial nails. Okay, now you're into now money. Now I'm into money, gotcha, right? yeah, yeah. So I'm going in and I'm saying, okay, so we can print, say, like now, the euros are on. We yeah. could print all the country's lo- uh, logos or their their flags or whatever it is onto people's nails or onto artificial And, and back in those days, there wasn't, I mean, I have seen, you know, flags on nails, you know, now even in pennies, places like that, everyone's yeah. cottoned onto it. But back in those days, that was 100% no, original. It was absolutely what, original. What year are we talking? Um, when was that? 2013, 2014, I think it was. Okay. It was like, uh, yeah, I think it was about eight or nine years ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, if you look back. So there's um, nothing so you can't print. There there was nothing. I had people's faces. We like <laughs> I did if you look right Google <laughs> eye nails with a Z, okay? And you'll find you know the the girls from Expose. So yes. they got they contacted me Glenda Gilson and yeah. um uh what was the other girl's name Lisa Cannon. And they were doing uh, their hens party. Right. So I was like, I can't, I was like, girls, you got to get. They the had groom, the groom. No. The groom on their <laughs> nails. So for that, so I was, I printed like 15 sets for all the, the, the girls going to the hens parties. So like there's pictures in, in the newspapers of them Brilliant. with their, and it's, it's so clear. It's absolutely spot on picture hilarious. of him. So, um, but like that, like, and then there's a nice, uh, I suppose, that's the fun side. So you could, right. I did Aer Lingus logos. I did, because uh, we did a lot of events for branding, like, because your fingers sure. are out there all the time. Of course. You know, your yeah. hands, using your hands. So well, what better place? Well, are big business. They're big so, business. Yeah, yeah. So get your brand on them, you know? So that was my big thing. I was like, come on guys, but... Anyway, so that happened. Uh, yeah, so what I was going to say was the other side to it is the nice kind of girly side to it where if you were going to a wedding, you could match the exact pattern that your dress is uh-huh. or your handbag right. to your nails. Right, right. So, it, and it literally did it the exact colour because you were taking a picture of it. And I could and crop textures. it. Textures. So like lace or something. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, lace yeah, yeah. you could do. Um, you could crop it like so that the tip of your nail, like a little French okay. uh, look, uh, French nail look, but it's a pattern on your dress. And it just, Brilliant. like that to me was incredible at the yeah. time. It really was because at the time, shellac was out. Okay. There was, there was, was no, na- nail art wasn't huge. Right, you might right, get right. the ring finger done, but to get it on all your nails was definitely not happening. So I just saw this as, uh, you know. <laughs> the, um, this is going to get you rich. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this was going to make me a lot of money, you know, but, or us a lot of money. So just, anyways, just yeah. cut, to cut in there for a second. So it's eye nails. Did you yeah. have any issue with iPod and Apple or, you know? Nope. Nothing no, at iPhone. All. Okay. No, nothing. You're at under all. the radar at this we point. We were under the radar, Lolly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, what happened? What happened? <laughs> so, what happened was, um, well, I got pregnant, uh, so that stopped me trekking around the country like uh, like a mad woman. Um, and this is just you in the business. You you alone. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At That's the beginning, tough. there was a partner, um, but it turned into just me. Yeah, on my own. That's very uh, tough. Yeah. Uh, circumstances changed. So 
Yeah, it was. It was it was a very tough time. It was a huge learning curve. So what happened in the end was I it it took way too long, Lolly, for me to actually sit down and say, we aren't making money here. Right. Because it was like I said, so I'm going to do the 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 um the demo. I'm going back to do the training and it could be an overnight. Right. And then if there was any little issues. I was going back again, you know, okay, so and your profit margins getting squeezed, squeezed all the time, squeezed right. all the time, and uh, you know the, the 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 cost of petrol time, you know, um, so it just and then the, what was uh, incredible for the salon owners was that the actual ink cartridge would do like three thousand prints. Okay, so, so not like HP printers where yeah, you have to, yeah. to top it up regularly. So gotcha. I wasn't making money on the ink, right? And for the a portable printer, yeah, there was there was this. Um, we called it, it was like the glue. You ha- it was a substance that you would have to apply to make the ink stick to. Right. Okay. So we called it the pre coat. Okay. So, um, God, all this memories come on back. <laughs> I haven't spoken about all this going in depth about it, but yeah. So there was the pre coat. So yes, I would make a small amount on that, but okay. it just wasn't enough, you know. And so you're you're traveling all the time. You've yeah. got one young child at this, this particular yeah. time. Yeah. You're on yeah. the road all of the time, which is exhausting, and you're also not making a living wage. Exactly. So it's not a business. It's no. now a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know. With all of that potential. <laughs> With but, all of that potential, and that was the thing. My passion was driving me. Right. It wasn't about making money. And it wasn't only until we kind of sat down and went, I'm running myself into the ground here. And even though, and like, it still killed me, even though I knew this all made sense to me. Well, I can tell it's still annoying you, the fact it didn't work. Yeah, of course (laughs) it is. It it really is. Because like, like company logos on people's nose, you know? So I was just thinking that alone was massive. Like, I mean, big events that you could put, like, like, Look at the Croke Park. I was like, right. you know, even for if you didn't work in the salon, get the printer, run off like, uh, I don't know, 50, 100 sets of artificial nails set up outside Croke Park and sell them. Okay. You'd sell them on the day. Of the, of I can't the wait to hear what happened because clearly I know that you're not Entrepreneur of the Year for eye nails. No, no. <laughs> so after the break, we'll come back and find out how you morphed from one thing to the other and what you're doing now. This is Dublin South FM. Are you looking to join a financial provider who puts you and the local community first? Then think about joining Capital Credit Union today. Based in South Dublin, Capital Credit Union has a dedicated team who are always available online, on the phone or in one of our branches. There are no fees associated with your account. Our online banking is free and new members can borrow the day they join. And the best part, you can join Capital Credit Union online now at www.capitalcu.ie That's www.capitalcu.ie to become a member today. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. Warning, if you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating. Capital Credit Union is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Howdy folks, it's Ray M here, letting you know that you can join me each Friday evening for Country Sounds right here on Dublin South FM. I am a lineman for the county. Each Friday from 6pm, Country Sounds is going to bring you the very best in classic and contemporary Irish and American country music. So why not join me each Friday evening from 6 to 7pm right here on Dublin South FM for Ray M's Country Sounds. 
Greetings, 60s fans. It's Jim and Isabel here. Do you remember Opal Fruits, the Rainbow Cafe or the Poolsman? Did you listen to the latest pop record on Radio Caroline or Radio Luxembourg? Well, whether the answer is yes or no, Echoes of the Jukebox puts you right at the heart of the sights and the sounds of the 60s. Armed with a stack of singles, we invite you to join us on Echoes of the Jukebox right here on Dublin South FM, Wednesdays 2 to 3. The Wurlitzer's humming. We'll see you there, gang. Broadcasting from the Dum Drum Town Centre, this is Dublin South FM. Sponsored by the UCD Innovation Academy. You're listening to An Entrepreneur Like You with Dr. Lolly Mansi. Welcome back to An Entrepreneur Like You. And today we're talking to Wendy Stunt to find out what happened to eye nails. Wendy, <laughs> where did we go from there? Um, so what happened? Uh, yeah, so so ultimately really what happened was I felt, uh, looking back now, was that we just weren't, Ireland wasn't ready for the nail art. It wasn't, uh, right. uh, the demand wasn't there, I suppose, even though I could see it. Um, so anybody out there that wants to give this a go, <laughs> there's an opportunity. Well, timing timing comes into it a lot. So Hugely. I mean, it's it's luck, timing and a lot of hard work, yeah. I do find. Yes. You know? yeah. So the timing was yeah. off, even though the hard work was there yeah. and the luck wasn't on your side then. No. So no. did you you went back into employment after that, right? I did. I did. Right. Cuz you got to pay the bills. Um, got to pay the bills. Got a child. Exactly. So I was offered a part-time job as a PA for a financial advisor. So I went back into that. I did work from 9 to 1 and it's just kind of worked with Of course, the, you got to work around the ridiculous school yeah. system which yes. finishes halfway through the day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um but yeah, I still watched LinkedIn, Lolly. I was still, you know, kind of looking for the next opportunity, yeah. um, which came. Okay. Tell us a little bit about what happened next. So, um, so yeah, so th- during maternity leave on Isabel, so she's my last uh, child. <laughs> so I do say last. <laughs> uh, three is enough. So, um, so yeah, so when I was on maternity leave with Isabel on LinkedIn, I saw uh, a post um, for digital business cards. Great. And uh, I suppose it's funny, like, even though iNails was the beauty industry, it was still, I suppose, uh, connecting with people. It was talking to people. And when I look back, that's actually what I love the most. And that's and what was you're going very to good miss at. The yes. Most. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was actually the salon owners that I loved right. and connected with. And like I said, I still have some really great relationships with them. So um, anyway, I spotted this uh, software and I thought, hmm, that's interesting. So they were looking for resellers um, around the world. So I contacted them and we set up Go DigiCards. So, um, so yeah, so we launched that in 2017. So, um, which is brilliant. We've and um, we've been going from strength to strength, and we're all over the world right now. So, a digital business card. Tell us how that works. Um, so, what it is is it's kind of com- uh, a bi- a paper business card combined with online marketing. Okay. So, what it does is it allows you to share your business all in one platform. So. What a lot of people say to me, but sure, I could just share my LinkedIn profile or or whichever one that they like. And I said, yes, but what you're doing is you're saying to that person, if you're not on LinkedIn, you can't connect with me. Okay. So why would you just send them? So what the uh, the DigiCard does is it's a it's a complete all in one. Uh, it's a it's a link. It's like a microsite too, but it's but it's designed to uh, for phones. Um, you can use it on your laptop. You can view it. It's all the same. But it, it's something that you can create a little shortcut on your home screen. Tap on it, 
and automatically share it with someone, even if they're not in front of you. So Okay, so you can send it to someone, but also I can see it's a QR code, yes. right? I can see the QR code on your phone and we're yeah. getting more used to using them oh, now yeah. for menus since yeah. COVID oh, and everything yes, else. absolutely. And so yeah. I can just scan it and then your your details are in my phone. Yeah, so you have to accept, you have to say yes. saved okay. contacts. So, and that's on the DigiCard. So when you scan it, right. you open up, you'll see a picture of me so you know what you're getting. Yes. And uh, I'll have already made contact with you or you'll know you're about to get my card. Okay. Okay. So um, you can scan the QR code, uh, get the, the details and just hit saved contacts. Um, and that way the GDPR as well. You know, okay. so your de- my details are then seamlessly saved into your phone, but it's not just my name and phone number. It's my link back to my business card. So what I have effectively done is giving you a tool to share my business on for me. Oh, gotcha. Do you know That's what I brilliant. mean? Yes. So of instead of having um, me giving you my paper business card and you're a couple of days later, you're out with someone and you go, I know somebody who could help you. Oh, their business card is at home. Right. right so right. It, it, we Irish people are the most giving people in the world. We know that. That's for sure. And we all want to help each other. And you could be sitting at the bar or you could be at a child's uh, birthday party. And with the best will in the world, you want to help people. You want to share other people's businesses. But unless the business owner has given you the tools to do that, the opportunity might be missed. Right. So that's what the DigiCard is about. It's it, it's really about, uh, like there's so, I mean, Lolly, I could talk about to the end of the world. Like, uh, I mean, every business that comes to me to buy DigiCards, I can think of a way for them to uniquely use the card and make it different to share, you know, how you share it. Course, Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, um, if somebody uh, has, so so if you're a large company, you've got a receptionist and she, you give, they, she would have everybody's DigiCards, I suppose, uh, on the, the her laptop or the shortcuts to them. So if somebody, uh, she can look up your calendar so she can send on your DigiCard prior to a meeting and okay. say, looking forward to meeting you at two o'clock today. And here's the things to the DigiCard. Two things that happens there. The first thing is obviously you're getting the text just reminding the person oh yeah, I have that meeting. Secondly, you're going to open the DigiCard, you get a lovely photograph of the person you're about to meet. So that anxiousness is taken away. If you're meeting them in a coffee shop or in an outside venue, right. you want to know what the person looks of like. Course. Of and course. And I think that takes you to the next level from a professional point of view. Um, so so it's it's just something. And COVID. Yeah. And COVID. <laughs> and COVID, guys. Let's, let's get the C word yes. in there straight away. Yeah. This, it must have been phenomenal for you because, yes. of course, we're contactless now we're and we're staying contactless. contactless. Yeah. yeah. So what I uh, have recommended to all our customers now is they save their QR code onto their phone's home screen. Right. So they don't even have to switch their phone kind of, they just have to activate it, you know, like light it up. Sure. Someone just scans it with their camera because b- both iPhone and Android, it was only iPhone for a long time, but now Android as well has the capability that when you open up your camera, it's an inbuilt QR scanner. You just have to make sure you have that swiped, uh, uh, switched on on your your phone. Um, So, sorry, QR codes are literally everywhere. We had them on the card going back to 2017, you know, um, but they will definitely start to be used a hell of a lot more. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, it's completely contactless. It's a great way to share your business now. I do it out all the time at my Well, events. no wonder you won Entrepreneur of the Year. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Because it's one it of those things you hear about and you go, it makes so much sense. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. It's great. I have to say it was great. And like on the night, I wasn't like, I mean, I, I was up against some incredible other uh, people. Like, I mean, there was some really amazing women up there for, for the award. So there was no way in my mind not a chance I just thought no it's not going to win it but uh, well, it was the Irish Women's Awards I mean it was the Irish know, Women's Awards phenomenal. yeah it was it was incredible and um, it was the first one here in Ireland to be, okay. uh, to be hosted here so um, so yeah so on the night I was sitting there and it was so funny because I was with a, a friend and uh, she started screaming when they called out my name and I was like Jeannie like they, they didn't say my name Stop. like I thought she was messing because I didn't hear because she scream so loud and I wouldn't get up off my chair until I saw it up on the screen because I was like don't make a fool out of me now here so um anyway I saw it I went up and sure it was a bumbling mess this is for my kids and (laughs) doing the Oscar speech yeah I did the whole (laughs) what do I say because I had no plan I actually had no plan like it was just a case of you know I'm bringing this home because you do work very hard you work late at night time and you know the phone's always on it's tough so. What would that uh, that sixteen year old girl back in you know working in retail? What would she think of all this? I mean, did it would put this? Is this a phase accompli for you that you always knew you'd get to the you know you'd become an entrepreneur that you would you know you'd succeed? Or is there still a part of you that's sort of a bit stunned by the way it's gone? Yeah, no, completely stunned. No, definitely. Uh, Never would have dreamt that this would have been my life so far. And I know there's so much more to come. I'm like, I mean... Well, I have no yeah. doubts. I know. <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm new things myself. in the pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I get, you know, opportunities put in front of me every day and I just have to sit on my hands and say, oh, I have to well, think about that Well, there's only so many hours and and, yeah. and you already have a lot on. I do. Yeah. But, you know, it's still... Let, let's, let's take it back to that very, you know, that sort of pivotal question really of, of what is an entrepreneur? I mean, women are massively underrepresented. We're only about mm. 20% in Ireland. Um, we definitely need to, hopefully we, we can, we can push a, a few more people uh, uh, in a, push is down the yeah. encourage we a few more people yeah. uh, uh, into it from, from this, but also, yeah. you know, I think I did, I'm trying to demystify a little bit. Certainly mm. in my work in the Innovation Academy, we would have 50% female to male in our classes, Fantastic. but women do yeah. suffer uh, disproportionately, I think, from imposter syndrome really um, and that's sort of you know the idea perhaps there's not so many role models that I say name an entrepreneur and everyone goes for sort of the the, the big tech guys you know and no one thinks about mm-hmm. other entrepreneurs but we have entrepreneurs around us all of the time in all every shape time. and size every walk of life mm. and people starting at all life stages as well Absolutely. So, so what to you is an entrepreneur what does it mean yeah so for me there is a quote that I read not so long ago and I'm going to tell you and you're going to love it because basically and and I think you'll understand it too. It's uh, someone who jumps off a cliff and builds the plane on the way down. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and that 100%, that is what an entrepreneur is. We jump right. and then we think. You know, like, I mean, it's it, it's uh, it's incredible. And what I uh, have learned recently is that there's four kinds of entrepreneurs. Okay. okay. So if you think about it, and, and it's only since like I've kind of started to research, you know, entrepreneurism and, and trying to help people understand what area specifically, because when you say entrepreneur, people kind of go, well, what, what is that? What, like, as you say, you know, how do... What, 
there's entrepreneurs that um I suppose build you know scalable companies there's right. entrepreneurs that as you say just they just want to put food on the table right you know so it just depends on what so so what they say is there's the small business entrepreneur yes. okay yes. so their personal risk is actually quite high Okay. So right. when you think of it from that perspective, and like I said, they just want to feed the family. So that's like somebody who's just set up a shop, doesn't want a chain. They just want the shop and okay. they just want to make X amount of money, feed the family. And that's it. They, this working 24-7 is not going to work for them. Right. Okay. And then you've got the likes of, um, say, uh, Stripe. Right. Okay. So they want to get rich. You know, that was their goal. You know, they wanted to get rich. They wanted to scale the business. But again, that's high risk, you know, so their personal risk would have been high. And then you've got the large companies. And so if somebody who's working for a large company. Yes. You've got entrepreneurs in that company. Right. We call them intrapreneurs. Exactly. People inside organizations. Brilliant. Yeah. So really what they're trying to achieve is maybe a promotion. And financially, they may not gain for that. For, right, but the that. company might. But the company exactly. might. So, so yeah, so it's a type of entrepreneur, I suppose. So yeah. from, from that point of view. And Absolutely. then you've got the social entrepreneur uh, and yes. uh, that's the ones that want to save the world. And, um, and so it's kind of moderate their personal risk. And when I looked at it, I was like, so which one am I? You know, <laughs> I, I did actually think when I was doing my research recently and I thought, well, I think... I'm probably a mixture of them all, bar the large company one. Right. So I definitely want to, um, I would love a scalable uh, opportunity, which is Go DigiCard. So, right. and we're working really hard on that. Um, we've actually uh, recently, the reseller in the States um, took on the NFL alumni. Wow. So, which is an incredible um uh, achievement for the company uh, itself so we're delighted with that um, and then I definitely want to save the world you know this <laughs> I, I want to help everybody you know so uh, if I was to make it and have extra money it, w- it won't be in my pocket it'll be gone right. out there you know to to charities uh, etc you know so um, so yeah I suppose yeah in a roundabout that's that's what an entrepreneur is. Uh, from yeah, that I was I was reading something very interesting the other day that, and, and it really struck me. And it was this: that if you have a full time job, you're already an entrepreneur, except you've one client, and that client makes a hundred percent of your revenue. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as a consequence, if you think about that, if you're in a job, and we've seen this under COVID, of course, you know, so many people um, furloughed and losing their jobs, especially in the travel and hospitality sectors. Um, it's a very precarious position to just be employed. Um, mm. Yet, you know, when we were growing up, it was sort of, you know, job for life and, you know, get a trade, for example. Um, and I think now we're much more in terms of sort of what I would call a squiggle career, which is we have multiple different jobs in different places and we have to try, try and sort of bend um, uh, you know, towards them. But if you're having, if you've got one client and all, you know, you're dependent upon that client and that client then pulls, which is, you know, the same as being made redundant, you don't have anything to fall back on. Yeah, so you're I'm trouble. a massive advocate of this idea of multiple revenue streams. I think, and especially for women, yeah. I think we need to have two or three revenue streams if we possibly can. Mm-hmm. One being a job, and the other two being, you know, some form of entrepreneurialism. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about sort of having to, you know, give up every single day of your life for it or, or all hours. But I do think that sort of that's the only way that we can secure ourselves and mm-hmm. moving forward. L- life changes, you know, everything, you know, can change in a heartbeat as we've seen so dramatically. And I think this idea of sort of helping yourself and building something yourself, I, I feel entrepreneurialism is like alchemy. You're getting an idea and you're making something out of it, maybe. Yeah. 
you know, and it might work. And then if you if it does, it's kind of like a gold. You created it. You yes. know? It's very, very exciting yeah. to take something from an idea and turn oh, it yeah. into, you know, especially if you can employ other people yeah. or even down the line, as, as you alluded to there, um, ultimately, you know, perhaps become an angel investor for other women, exactly. you know, and help and help them along. Yeah. Not, pre, you know, predominantly women, but I think that because we're so underrepresented, I think that, you know, we, mm. we probably need more help at this particular stage. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Can absolutely. we look into the future and see Wendy Stunt, angel entrepreneur? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I would love that, uh, Lolly. It really would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but I, that, I think we're talking about cool. making a difference. You know, I mean, you're already making a difference because you connect people. You're a visionary you. consultant. You're also an entrepreneur with your own business that's mm. scaling, but you're also a connector. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah. So one of the things I always say to people um, when they get asked, you know, do you do... I don't know, websites or do you do right. HR or can you help me with this? Mentoring, that? right. Say yes. Yeah. Yes, you do because you know somebody who does. <laughs> and if you don't, you need to go find somebody who does. Like, Is that not know, dangerous saying yes to things you don't know how to do? No, no. <laughs> I know everything, don't you know? <laughs> no. I, well, I suppose... When I say that is I have built a network around me of people that I know, like, trust um, that I would happily refer people to that I know that they would deliver. Okay. okay. So I suppose that's an, is something that's inherent in me. I want to help people. And if someone comes to me with a problem or needs help with something, I, I just like I'm overwhelmed as in I have to go find somebody who can help them so I can pass them on to them. So um. But what I started to do, so yes, I, I do connect people. But again, something that came from that was like, you know, I can't be doing that all day long and not getting paid for it either, you know. Right, so right. so you got to think about that. So, um, so yeah, so I suppose it's just putting agreements in, in place where that if you do introduce somebody that, yeah, to somebody else. Um, and again, that with COVID, I have encouraged so many businesses to take on this model, help each other. Don't let anybody go under. Don't let anyone's business go under. Help yeah. each other. Get together. You know, like it's really, uh, it's 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 something that's so simple. You know, like if you're a web designer and your business is going down, then c- connect with a graphic designer. Connect with Absolutely. a developer. Connect with um, a social media marketer. Because their customers are yours. But also there's more strength in a team than there is by 100%. going solo. Exactly. And yeah. you don't have to form a company or anything. Just an agreement. You know, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You've tried, you know, so it's just something different to think about, I think, um, you know, and 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 I have definitely connected a lot of companies in the last couple of months and formed groups of businesses together um, to try try and help with from that perspective. Yeah. Well, I have heard about some of these recent connecting <laughs> things you're doing because you're doing an amazing thing at the moment once a month. Is that right? Yeah. Which is a net network net instead walking. of network. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> instead of networking. Um, so what I did was um, I was on, I was just, you know, look, we've all been spending a huge amount of time on screens and on Zoom. And once the government uh, announced that we could actually get out and meet in, in small groups, I had said to a friend of mine, uh, look, you know, look, let's go down to Dolly Mount Beach and and go for a walk and kind of, you know, maybe we can get a few others to join us to try and get back to some kind of networking. And I thought networking and it just kind of came (laughs) out. And um, 
So we had our first, and it, uh, like that, it was, it was, it just naturally came about. Yeah. And I was completely overwhelmed with the amount of people that reached out that were like, "Please, can I come?" Like, well, I, I saw just, the photograph, and there was a lot. Give yeah. us a, and how many people came? The first one we had eighteen people yeah. uh, c- come from from around Dublin, and like, I mean, it, it, like, it's funny because people came from the south side, which I wasn't expecting because you know, you, you know, like the traveling, it takes time and stuff. But people need to get out. People need to. Connect again. Oh, we're dying to connect with oh, each other we were, again. The yeah, excitement, yeah. Lolly, that day, yeah. if I could have bottled that excitement, it was one of the girls walked up, Hannah, and she literally jumped up and down like a, like a, an excited bunny. She was so excited. And that made everyone else. And it, like, I mean, we went viral. It's kind of a, it's kind of a get almost, you know, I don't want to, I hate the word normal, you know, getting back mm. to that idea of, of how we should be going about things. Yeah. So, so you're, people are walking, talking, exchanging business ideas, yeah. but just really it's about building community. Yeah. Yeah, and and you're sort of the, the just the sort of the mother hen of that group. Yeah, would that be fair enough to exactly. say? Yeah, yeah. As I always say, all you're selling at these events is a cup of coffee. Yeah, you know, it's the follow-on. You know, you're just getting to know each other. And like that day, it was just purely. I think a lot of the conversations that day was how have we got through COVID. So, uh, so yeah. So it's definitely something. Uh, the next one, if anyone wants to attend, is on in Dunleary. So we're moving Southside, um, and it's on its 22nd of July, Thursday at 10 o'clock. And if they want to find out more about this on LinkedIn, how do they yeah. find if that you out? If you go on to Wendy Stunt onto my LinkedIn page, it's an event under my name. So you'll see it and there. everybody welcome. Yeah, Network, uh, network and Talk, Don Leary. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more from Wendy. Everything's fine on 93.9 Dublin South FM. At Capital Credit Union, we put our members first. Our new member service team is available from 8am to 8pm, Monday to Friday, and 9am to 2pm on Saturdays, online or by phone, along with our normal branch hours. So, whether you want to apply for a loan, register for our online banking, or avail of our insurance options, you can get in touch with us today at 01-299-0400 or by emailing us at info at capitalcu.ie. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. Warning, if you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating. Capital Credit Union is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Hey, Keith McLaughlin here. Why not tune in for Sunday Night with Keith featuring new music from classic acts, new local music, our featured interview with singer-songwriters and some classic tracks from the past. That's Sunday Night with Keith every Sunday night at 8 o'clock only on Dublin South FM. Will you look at them go? I wish I had their energy. Ah, they're good for the soul though, aren't they? I can't imagine life without Lucky. (laughs) But he might outlive me yet. (laughs) Well, take my advice and sign up for a Dogs Trust Canine Care card. It's completely free and it's given me such peace of mind since I did. What's that? Well, it's simple really. It means if you pass away before Lucky, Dogs Trust will take him in and give him the care and love he needs until they match him with the perfect forever home. That sounds terrific. How much did you say it costs? It doesn't cost a cent. Great. How do I sign up? Just text CARE to 50100 and they'll call you with more information. Or you can go to dogstrust.ie. Well, that's wonderful advice. I'll do that right away. Here, Lucky. Good boy. Your community radio for South Dublin. Dublin South FM. Sponsored by the UCD Innovation Academy. You're listening to An Entrepreneur Like You with Dr. Lolly Mansi. Welcome back to An Entrepreneur Like You. Today we're talking to Wendy Stunt. 
So we've gone from networking. Tell us a little bit about why networking is everything for an entrepreneur. Yeah, there is definitely huge power in networking. And like I said, I didn't realize I was networking at the time originally back when I was doing the the, the iNails printers. And um, But when I started up Go Digicard, it was fundamentally had to be a huge part of my business. I knew right. that from the start. Um, and I joined the Dublin Chamber of Commerce. Um, very daunting, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's funny because a lot of people don't think that I would have any issues walking into a room. Uh, but when you don't, you, you know, I think I, I knew one person, the person who introduced me to the the, the chamber. Um, but I went in and I always say that it was it was a little strange because it was back in 2017 and they have these uh, networking meetings called the Business Owners Networks. And it, Sounds very it, formal. It is very formal and, uh, and, and that was okay, I suppose. Um, but when I went into the room, I was wearing this lovely red dress. Okay, so <laughs> picture it. I'm walking into the room, big red, red, red dress. And I walk in and it's literally just all I can see is suits. Okay, yeah. That's right? tough. That is tough. That was tough because yeah. I, was, I was like, oh my God, it's, uh, yeah, where, where's, uh, there must be other ladies here. Where are they? Where are <laughs> Why they? am I wearing Why red? Am I wearing <laughs> yeah, red? Yeah. And I'm walking into this room. Um, but yeah, look, I was welcomed with open arms. They are so good in Wonderful. there, I have to say. Um, Rob Cullen is the membership um, manager, I think is his title in there. And he's just brilliant. He came over, he's like, who would you like to talk to? And I was like, well, Rob, I mean, like... <laughs> Anybody who we got, you know. So, um, so yes, he was very kind. He st- stayed with me and brought me around, which was which was really good. And you're also appointed an ambassador uh, when you join the chamber. Somebody okay. who's who is to look kind of guide you, um, ensure you get the most out of your membership, and kind of uh, introduce. Okay, you to so people. almost like a mentor. Yeah, exactly. You know, facilitate introductions, things like that. So it is like a mentor. So, um, so yeah. So I haven't looked back. I love the chamber, as uh, anyone who's on my LinkedIn will know. Um, but yeah, it, it has been instrumental in in my networking. But I, I also, I so for the first two years of GoDaddy Card, so 2018, 2019, I networked and networked and networked. And it looked like, you know, from the outside, my family were like, my God, you're you having go a great time. the opening of an envelope. <laughs> yes, I know. I always had a drink in my hand or whatever. Now, I wasn't drinking, guys. This is top tip, okay? Yep. You go to these events, you, you, you meet Two people, I would say, go look for, two, or, or, or look at the attendee list. Find right. two, two people that you really want to connect with or that, you know, will be advantageous for you, for right. your business. Connect with them. Then if you, ha- if you haven't uh, driven, have your few drinks right. and relax and enjoy. And actually, most of the time, that can be when the business happens too, because okay. you're more relaxed, you know. Um, you, you definitely need to be strategic about going to events. Yeah. Uh, I, I often hear from people that they say, oh, I didn't get anything out of going to that, you know, but what did you put in? So you it's, it's funny because it's it's between, it's not business and it's not pleasure. It's between the two yeah, things. Between and, the two. and networking is very difficult. Talking to strangers is very difficult. Yeah. And I, in my experience, what you get is a lot of pitches. A lot of people going, right, this is my business and telling you about it. Yeah. And you're sort of, well, I'm not really sure how I can help you, but they don't really mind who they're telling. You yes. know, so you're saying be more strategic about it. Yes, I think. Okay. It, yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said earlier, all you're doing at these events is is selling a cup of coffee. You want that follow-up, you want to meet and, 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 and allow someone to have that voice. I always say, have your listening ears on. Right. Be interested, not interesting, because we've always all <laughs> met that person. We've all been there. Okay. <laughs> Where you're just listening to Stuck somebody going yeah, on and yeah, on about yeah. their own. And, and that's fantastic. And, you know, to a degree, you know, you got to yeah. let the other person talk. You got to, you know, so so there is a balance. So, But also, you know, I have definitely 
come across people where I could be talking and you can see them looking over my shoulder or, you know, kind of like in eyes looking elsewhere and you're kind of going, okay, so read those read. signs. <laughs> yeah, you're going to read those signs. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but just know to say, and you've got the polite entrances and exits, you know. So yes, I always say, say, you know, I'm just going to visit the ladies or the gents or, you know, um, or have you met someone else? And you see someone that you know in the room say, oh, have you met such and such? And that interrupts it. And to be honest with you, they could want to be getting away from you as well. So look, it, it's just about recognising the personal. different times. Yeah. It's nothing personal, yes. you know, and, and don't get stuck with one person for the whole event. Amount of people always say that, oh, I got caught with this person. And you're kind of going... But you allowed that, you know, and they could have want, been thinking, they're at home saying the same thing about you, potentially. So you have got to kind of know those cues. They're social cues, they're networking cues. Right. You know? so, so you're saying that if you do set up your business and you, you know, you are, you know, you are an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. you're an entrepreneur, by the way, I think when you say you are, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I speak to plenty of people who don't consider themselves to be. But if you've set up your own business and you, and especially if you've gone for a couple, yeah. you are definitely, definitely. An, an entrepreneur. Yeah. So what would you say to those people that just say, well, that's just not me. I can't sort of sell myself. Um, uh, I would say try it. I would say get in touch with somebody like me, I would say, you know, um, reach out. I would, I suppose you have to try these things, you right. know, like uh, it is hard. I love the fact that we have the ambassadors in the the chamber. I am now an ambassador myself. And um, there is always somebody there to reach out to within the event, the organizer, the speaker, be, you know. Right. So you're not um, going to be stuck in the corner. So you're not going to yeah. be, definitely don't be stuck in the corner. Do not take out your phone and stand in the corner. No, you that's know, awful. that's just not the thing to do, you know. Um, but like that, I have seen people, but I know why they're doing it because, you know, like that they might be okay. an introvert they might just need someone to go over and introduce themselves you know so um but there there are people that i suppose like me that are networking years yes. and I, you know there so don't it's worry when you go to events yeah. People like me are there and, and we will keep an eye out for you. You know, there is support um, and certainly anyone that's setting up these networking events, they'll be aware of, of people that need help like that. Send an email beforehand and say, look, I'm new. I've only started my business. I'd really uh, appreciate if you could introduce me to somebody or is right. there somebody I can like connect on LinkedIn? You could connect me with on LinkedIn so I, I'm not arriving on my own. Be quietly courageous. Yes, exactly. Do it quietly. You don't have to kind of just, yeah. uh, or, you know, not, or not turn up. Don't do that. It's no, not gonna, don't do It's that. not going to help. I, I heard a lovely line the other day, and I'm just going to say it to you here. So mm. it was, if you're an introvert, then entrepreneurship gives you a corner. But if you're an extrovert, it gives you a stage. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, it, uh, I, well, I suppose I think it, it, it's true uh, because you can be an introvert or an extrovert as uh, an entrepreneur, 100%. I would consider myself an introvert, but a lot of people would disagree <laughs> with me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm fine with you here, Lolly, but if you put me up on a stage now, I'm, I'm not I'm not happy, you know, well, that's, people that's fear, not my comfort zone. People prefer death less than public speaking, so, you Yeah, know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it really is. I, 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 I don't know, I suppose people th- do think that, look, you know, uh, even after, and I have had uh, to go up on stage a couple of times, I've had to face that fear. Um, but yeah, 100%, there is, there, there is definitely a mixture of introverts and extroverts in, in we seem to have, We seem to have, I agree, we seem to have this idea that all, all entrepreneurs are extroverts, that they're sort of these, you know, that they're, we mm-hmm. see the founders 
founder, for example. Mm. But entrepreneurs actually are teams the majority of the time. I don't know very many entrepreneurs that were able to stay solo and succeed because of the overwhelming amount of work that they would be to do. Absolutely. So so how do you you go about finding those right people? If you've Mm. had an idea, and like yourself with iNails, you were on the road, it was just you and it was unfeasible. You know, you just couldn't couldn't make enough money to make it work for yourself. Yeah. You know, and you have a team now in GoDigiCard. Yeah. So, so yeah. how do you go about finding those right people? Do they gravitate towards you or is it, you know, interview selection or certainly at the beginning when you don't mm. know what what you're looking for really? Well, you have to, it's like anything, you have to take that risk. And when, when you're um, employing somebody or it, like what, the way I went about it with GoDigiCard is that I have um, sales agents. So it's not like, um, I look, if, I always say, look, let's see how it works out. It might not work for you. It might not work for me, but we won't know until we try, you know, so... I think from that perspective with the team, you, you'll know when you've got the right person. I think they'll <laughs> you'll go know when you have <laughs> You'll know. They'll come along. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just. Well, I made the rookie mistake of employing family and friends, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, lovely. and then and that's very difficult. And, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs would be the same because you don't think you're an entrepreneur. You just have a business idea and you're trying to make it work, yeah. you know, and then you bring it, it suddenly gets busy and you bring in everybody, you know, yeah. and then you can spend a couple of years trying to pull yourself out of that, yeah. you know, to find yeah. the. The, the right, the right people. people. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, there's so many different ways to have a team. Like you could have, your team could be your employees, right? So you're employing people. You've got your team that are um, like mine. So they're sales agents. They're on their in their own, like they don't just sell GoDigiCard. They have other products that right. they sell. And then you've got your outsourced. Right. So they're people like that I would have and um, that I, again, that I've got to know that are in my industry, that if I'm a swamped with work, that I can outsource some of my work to them. Or if I have clients that I'm working with that need their expertise. So so there's really lots of different ways to have a team around you um, in different ways. So your employees, you've got your sales agents and you've got your outsource. So there are different ways, like instead of, because I know when I was starting my, my, uh, businesses I, I mean the whole idea of having employees frightened the living daylights out of me like I just couldn't like thinking of PSI and all those things that come along with with employees I just right it's a lot of me, responsibility yeah, yeah it is uh, I uh, that's one thing I definitely knew was not gonna work for and me I think it's one of the things that's been so difficult during these last challenging times is that sort of people have felt very guilty about mm. having to furlough employees oh, and, yeah. and you know and having to sort of put them to the side to hope that they can build the business to come back but most businesses are going to are coming back changed so yeah. a changed model, a changed scalability, changed profit margins, of course. So you have to squeeze things a little bit more. And that's, yeah. that's been very difficult for people. Oh, absolutely. I can't imagine what it was like for employers to have to have those conversations. It really, really is hard. And there's still a lot of people that aren't back. Like, I mean, when I think about the poor pubs and, you know, their staff, I was listening to uh, a, a pub owner on the way in and he's like, what am I, am I to tell my 20 staff? You right. know, I don't know. It's tough. You know, and they so, all have families themselves or, you know, their sons and daughters yeah. themselves. It's oh, very I couldn't difficult. bear it. Yeah. I actually, my personality would, that would really ha- have affected me mentally. I know that for sure. That that if I, I had to deal with that, so my heart actually breaks for, for employers. How yeah. have you managed with, uh, dare I bring up the question of family, <laughs> how have you managed with homeschooling? schooling, lockdown, working. How has that all been possible? 
Yeah. So I suppose from the start, I just didn't put any pressure on, on myself. We just kind of took it day by day. Um, I have uh, the cross trainer in front of me. My my front room is pretty much a gym. <laughs> it's got the hamster cage in it. Sometimes when I'm on Zooms, I hear them going around in the wheel. Um, like it's grand. And then the kids come in all the time. And sure, uh, my, my daughter, Isabel, she's four. She's been literally on pretty much every Zoom. Well, you remember the news thing where the, the little kid and the, the wife came in yeah. on their hands and knees to and we all have that yeah, now. That's yeah. become little did we know. Little did we know. That exactly. was the start of what we were going. But to I, have. I think from my teaching perspective, it's been lovely because actually my yeah. students have their children coming in and out, oh. and we all say hello to them, and you know, and, and sort of it's become much more of a family affair it, rather than sort yeah. of people feeling they have this professional persona and a personal persona. The yeah. two have become merged. I love it. I mean, you're you're yeah. sitting zooming with people, and they're in their bedroom because they have one room, and they're, they're they're getting out of bed and they're straight into work, and <laughs> exactly. that must be horrific, horrific. for people. Yeah. Horrific. Absolutely. It is. I, I mean, I just can't imagine. Like, I've thought of families that are in apartments and don't have gardens, you know. Like, I mean, that must have been very tough. Yeah. So there's so many been. situations that, you know, had to be thought of um, in COVID. And yeah, it's been a crazy couple of years. That's for sure. Year it and certainly a half. has. Mm. Mm. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's all these lists that you can find on the internet and it says like 25 signs you might be an entrepreneur. Right? Oh. <laughs> I look at these things all the time and I'm like, well, I don't know how they are. But I'm just going to, I'm going to throw a, a few of them at you. Okay. You used to sell things as a kid. True or false? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> uh, you didn't like the traditional education system. Oh, that's true. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you always notice how things can be improved. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Okay, and then the last one, you see opportunities where others see problems. Oh, a million percent. I think that's, that's your mantra. <laughs> that is my mantra. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I love all those, Lolly. Oh well, I've only just given you four out of twenty-five. Oh. But I, <laughs> I've got some other questions for you. Let's uh, let's try these oh, ones Lord, on. Okay, so <laughs> nothing to do with your businesses. Okay? okay, you have to choose one of these: travel to the past or travel to the future. The future. Why? I always look ahead. I always try to look ahead. You know, there's no point in looking back. You know, uh, it's I just, done. that's Past why, like done. I said to you, I have actually not thought about eye nails in the detail I've spoken about today. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It, it is. really is. I haven't. I haven't got, like, I was trying to think of the name of that pre coat. I was like, oh my God, I really haven't thought about it. Right. So, yeah, I do think. Think future to the focused. future focused. Yeah. There's no point. I would imagine that all, I think all, all entrepreneurs yeah. are. Afternoon tea or bottomless brunch? Oh my God, that's so tough. <laughs> okay, okay, bottomless brunch. Yeah, I was going to call you out if you said afternoon tea for sure. <laughs> Twitter or Instagram? Uh, Twitter. Why? Uh, because I like Twitter because I can... Uh, tag people that I want to get their attention right, so it's a networking on. It's a tool networking for tool yeah. for me, yeah. yeah. Okay, Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve? Oh, Christmas Eve, yeah. With the children? The children. Yeah, yeah. it's everything, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Okay, here's a, here's a wedding-y related one. Beef or salmon? <laughs> oh, salmon. <laughs> Horse or bicycle? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I don't like either. <laughs> Fine, we'll, we'll take car. Uh, okay, what's your superpower? What is my... Uh, connecting. People. Yes. Yeah, yeah, connection for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and high levels of energy, I would say as well. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah. And then the very last one, and, and this is, you know, it's different for everyone, but what does success look like for you? Um, Success for me is just content uh, and to be happy, I suppose, you know, and my, for my family and friends to be healthy 
And um, yeah, it really is. It's, it's kind of as simple as that, being happy and healthy. Wendy Stunt, Entrepreneur <laughs> of the Year. You're amazing. Aww. And thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you, Lolly. We'll be back with you next month on the 4th of August for our next episode of An Entrepreneur Like You. Entrepreneur Like You.